This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning on this Thursday. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you listening. As I have talked about over the course of the last hour, we have a wonderful buy or sell lined up. D-Cell, Tom DeCelestino, the executive producer of the show at D-Cell CBS on Twitter, has poured his heart and soul into buy or sell. We'll do that in about 20 minutes. If you want to hit us up in the meantime, if you want to bring your voice or your perspective to the program. We have a few ways for you to do that. 855-2124-CBS at DCLCBS for Tommy. I'm on their sports writer, sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. But let's first get with one of my, I love this guy. This guy's a great guy. Howard Beck, Sports Illustrated, NBA guru, good sport. He'll have to be today because, Howard, good morning. I have a doozy of a question later in the interview for you. I'm so excited about it. I even wrote it down. I, I knew you would. I can't wait. By the way, um, um, Howard is a a Brooklyn, I'm not sure legend, but 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 for me he is uh, the guy that first told me about Park Slope where I lived when I was there. Knows the ins and outs of Brooklyn. Was uh, Howard? You were wonderfully kind when I when I moved, helping out you and your wife. And one of the treats that Lori and I had, we got to hang out with you and your your wife and your daughter one time when I lived there. Congratulations to your wife. She is about to be the author. I mean, she is the author of the Pearl Hunter. It comes out if memory serves. In a couple of weeks, right? Uh, yes, February 7th. Thank you for the plug. Um, available or will be available at bookstores everywhere and available for pre-order at all the usual places. So, yes, uh, go buy 17 copies. Give them to everybody you know. I have bought one copy, but I can get Lori <laughs> on the other 16. We have bought the one. We're excited. Um, all right, let's talk Thank some – let's, uh, dude, it's, it's amazing. Um, congrats to her. Super, super awesome. Let's um let's let's talk a little hoops. You uh you are in the beautiful city of New York City. You're in the beautiful borough of Brooklyn, and you are, if memory serves, not far from where the Brooklyn Nets do their their thing. I feel like I ask you this question every time, and every time the the variables involved are vastly different. What is your prognosis for the Nets this season, given the fact that they were very very impressive looking when Kevin Durant was playing, and they have looked less than impressive during this time in which he is out. Well, it's funny because you used a great verb there, or a great uh, word there, uh, noun in this case, variables. Um, and you said the variables change, but, like, in a way they don't. Like, the variables with the Nets are always the same because the, vari- they, they're, the problem is they have a roster full of variables. Uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, variable, should be right next to his name, and then Ben Simmons, too. And so um, this period without Kevin Durant is – I think a moment where it's revealing once more, you know, the, the underpinnings of this team, Kevin Durant covers up a lot of flaws in a team. Kevin Durant can carry you through, you know, weeks and months of a season as long as he's healthy, but at the stage of his career, you can't count on that. And here we are again, you know, where he's missing multiple weeks. We don't know how many it will ultimately be. 
And so the burden, the responsibility falls to these other two stars, neither of whom in recent years has been anything close to reliable. So again, your word variable is, is actually perfect. Um, it's back to the same old variables. And, you know, Kyrie missed this past, the, the, the last of these three games they've lost um, because he had, he was hurt. I think he's going to be back in the lineup, um, I believe, tonight. Um, but, you know, Ben Simmons missed at least one of those games. You know, both these guys from a health standpoint, you never know. And then even from a performance standpoint, you never know. And I think what we've learned about Kyrie during the Brooklyn years and maybe during the Boston years prior to that is that this is not as talented as, as he is. He's not the guy who's going to lead your team night in, night out. He's better off as, again, as talented as he is. Could You could call him, you know, I don't know, the most gifted scorer at that position in the league. Whatever you want to, however you want to, you know, frame it, he has the talent to carry a team, but he doesn't. He doesn't have the makeup for it. And so the, the Nets without Durant are, are a, a much, much different team. And Ben Simmons has, you know, really not, you know, resumed the the form that he had in those years in Philly when he became all NBA. And we've seen glimpses of it occasionally um, during the season in Brooklyn. But it kind of comes and goes. So they're in a fragile state, I would say, overall. And look, you know, the fallback is, well, they will be whole, presumably, in the playoffs, and they will be the proverbial team that nobody wants to see in the playoffs. Okay, that's, that's fine, but it, it may be pretty choppy until then. Who knows where, they'll, where they will end up in terms of ultimate seeding and, and how difficult that might make their path if they don't have home court. And, and there's some really good teams at, at the top of the East as well. So um, as we knew back in October, anything is possible with this team, the highest highs and potentially the lowest lows. Howard Beck, what do you think internally for the Nets? You know, if they were being honest, if you could get some truth serum into the decision makers there, what would they what would they actually tell us is a successful season this season for them? For the Nets, there is no nothing short of a championship that could be considered successful. Um, you know, they they handed the keys to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving almost four years ago now. It's hard to believe, uh, but July of 2019 is when they had the cap room and those guys decided to come to Brooklyn in tandem. And, you know, much like the Paul George Kawhi Leonard situation with the Clippers, you know, a huge success at the moment that you get these guys, especially for these two franchises that are the secondary teams in their own markets, but you get them for the express purpose of, of winning a championship, nothing short of that. And, or at least, you know, look, if we, if we want to be a little bit more generous, you could say, well, be a perennial contender, make a finals or two. And so far, uh, in both cases, Nets and Clippers, they, they haven't even sniffed the finals. So um, now it's heightened, too, for the Nets for this reason. They did not extend Kyrie Irving last summer, much to Kyrie Irving's chagrin. Um, and for good reason. They didn't want to commit to him long term. So he's on the final year of, of his contract. And with Kyrie as a free agent after this season, anything short of a championship means, you know, you're, you're probably going a different route. Now, I could be wrong here, but I just, after all that Kyrie Irving has put that franchise through and the exasperation that you could feel from team officials there, even if they want a title, I'm not sure they want to bring him back and go down this road again. But especially if they fall short, if they're out in the first or second round, why are you re-upping with Kyrie Irving and using the same formula going forward? And granted, because they're over the cap, they can't replace him if he leaves as a free agent, but I just, you know, all the volatility, all the absences, all the controversy... I just cannot imagine they're bringing him back. So when you ask, like, well, what's what's successful? I think championship or bust. And even if they won win the championship, I just have to think there's a, a total reevaluation this this summer. 
you want to keep Kevin Durant for the rest of his career if you can, but I think there's a, a high likelihood. Well, is Kevin Durant still going to want to stay? You know, or is he going to reissue his trade demand? I, I think all of those possibilities are there. Howard, back here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder. This is CBS Sports Radio. Howard, I, I'm an optimist by nature, and, and sometimes that optimism means that whatever the, the new and interesting unproven thing is, including the NBA, I, I believe in it. I want to believe in it. I close my eyes, and I see all the puppy dogs and all the rainbows, and give me the <laughs> Cleveland Cavaliers being wonderful, whatever. whatever. But for, for whatever reason, I can't get there at the Denver Nuggets. All evidence, at least on the periphery, to the contrary. They have a great record. They're, they have almost the best record in the NBA, and they have the best record in the Western Conference. They have, and Mr. Jokic, certainly a guy who is right now the betting favorite, literally, to, to be a not just the MVP, but the an MVP for the third consecutive time. They have gotten healthy in a way they weren't last year with a couple guys who are really dynamic players with a lot of ceiling. They're even playing better defensively lately, although that's one of my big hang-ups. Would you, because one of the many things, Howard Beck, from Sports Illustrated, I, I, I love about you when we, when we talk, is you will just say what you think. Do you want to talk me into into the Nuggets? Do, do you want to talk me into giving Denver some real credit as an actual championship contender? So, by record, by production, by even, to an extent, roster makeup, you could say, like, they fit the bill on some level, right? Like, do you like to win a championship in this league? Usually, you need a top five player. They've got that guy, a, a multiple time MVP, could even become three time MVP this season, legitimately. Uh, you need to have, you know, obviously an array of high level role players. You know, they're not packed with stars. This is not the super team type of, of model, but with Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., and, and you know, even Aaron Gordon, the way he plays defensively, especially and, and even as an offensive weapon, like they've got a nice array of talent around Jokic. So, yes, like, they're, they're, like the record tells you they're legitimate. Um, their, their offense is, I think, tied with the Celtics right now for number one offense in the NBA. Where you have to start to wonder about them is defensively. And this is something that Michael Malone, their coach, you know, has been <laughs> drilling for years trying to get them to a higher level. The, the Nuggets, as we speak right now, are 19th in defensive efficiency in the NBA. 19th. Uh, just ahead of the Lakers, just behind the Warriors, um, two teams that, uh, whose names would normally mean more in this discussion, but not, not right now. Um, 19th, I don't know that there's a whole lot of precedent for a 19th-ranked uh, team in defensive efficiency being a contender. And, and this has been their, their issue for the last few years and during the whole Jokic era, and I'm not saying it's on him, but I, I, I am just saying that what's limited them on some level during this time when they've got this transcendent player is – that they don't play defense at a high level. So they've got some time to, to kind of you know fix this a little bit and, and, and tune it up in the, next, in the next couple of months. But if they run into a team that plays better defense, the Grizzlies, or maybe the Pelicans, if the Pelicans can ever get back to full strength, um, the Clippers, if the Clippers are ever at full strength, there's going to be other teams that play defense at a higher level. And I do have my doubts about the Nuggets. Like, I, I, I think Jokic is legitimately the leader for MVP again and may actually become the first since Larry Bird to win three in a row. And it will be absolutely legit because it's, it's, a, it's a regular season award, and he's having an incredible regular season, and so are the Nuggets. But if you, had, if you asked me to bet on who's coming out of the West or whether, you know, the Nuggets can win the title – I, I still have severe doubts. I would not pick them to come out of the West right now. 
Howard Beck, would you like to offer up? You don't have to, but is there a a dark horse team in the sense of a team that isn't, you know, one of the obvious answers that you look at in the East or the West, because both conferences are, are, I think, competitive and interesting in, in very different ways, that you think, yeah, like if things break the right way, this team has an actual chance to, to make an NBA Finals this year? Well, the funny thing about that question, Bill, is that um, this is a year where coming in, we thought this, and certainly halfway through the season, it's, it's definitely been playing out that this is a really wide-open year, right? Like, you can say Boston and Milwaukee are the clear class of the East, although Milwaukee's been playing like a 500 team for the last, like, six weeks. So um, they, they seem to have some issues. You know, I mean, Boston is the odds-on favorite out of the East, but it could be Milwaukee. It could be the Sixers. It could be the Nets if they, they hold it together and stay healthy. I wouldn't even rule out the Cavaliers as a possibility. Um, and it, so that's that's five teams. Like, that's that's not normal for this, this league. And in the West – it may be even more open than that. I mean, Denver, Memphis are at the top of the standings. The Kings are somehow third, and I don't even know what to make of that after, after, after the last 16 years, but I'm happy for them, and it's amazing. The Pelicans are legit. I don't consider the Mavericks that legit because of the, the lack of help around Luka, but all right, they're, they're there. The Warriors are going to revive themselves, I'm still convinced, and the Clippers, you know, if they could ever keep their two stars on the court for any length of time, could still get in this conversation. Like, I just... So when you ask, you know, is there a dark horse? Like every, there's a bizarre, there's a bunch of dark horses. Um, you know, every everybody it feels like is is in this thing, or at least the conversation is very uh, broad and, and deep. So um, there aren't too many combinations in the finals that would surprise me at this point. Um, you know, within reason, obviously, within the top five of each conference. So, uh, so Sacramento Kings, why not? Uh, it's almost to a why not kind. Of, like, yeah, that would surprise. Look. It would surprise me, yes, but I, I don't know if it would shock me if we can start just, you know, splitting hairs in, in definitions. But, um, yeah, if I had to bet right now, I expect that the West is going to be either, like, the Warriors if they pull it together or the Grizzlies, right. maybe the Nuggets, maybe the Pelicans. The Kings would be lower on my list, but I don't think we should dismiss them right now. Uh, you know, but it's rare to go from perennial lottery team two finals contender in one year, unless you just signed LeBron James as the 2010 Miami Heat. Um, it doesn't happen like that normally. So, um, so yeah, some, some outcomes would surprise me more than others. But if you told me that the finals was New Orleans and Philly, I'd believe you. If you said it was Cleveland-Memphis, I'd believe you. Like, there, there's a lot of combinations that are possible, and that's probably a good thing. Howard Beck, what won't shock you is it's time for my favorite part of every conversation we have. All right, you ready? You ready for this? Here we go. You have to choose one. You have to choose one. What is? I'm not saying that either are happening. <laughs> My producer looks horrified. What is more likely, Howard Beck, that we are in a simulation, or that an advanced <laughs> alien civil intellectual alien civilization is is robustly chilling on Earth? Uh, wait, it's one of the others. It's, it's not both of these things. Which one is more likely? It could be both. You can just be yeah. like, it's both. All right, wait. The first one is that we're actually living the simulation, and you love this. That You love the whole simulation thing. And, and the other one is that aliens are living among us right now. Yeah, or chilling or flying around or whatever, probing. I don't know what they're doing, you know? Yeah, they're here. They're hanging. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think the aliens are already hanging out here, like in Men in Black. I think that's, that's more likely than, than the simulation. I don't know why that would be the case, because if it were a simulation, like we— 
it, it would be we, we wouldn't know anyway, right? So if we're and the, if the aliens could be the ones in charge of this simulation, they're they're overseeing it, they're hanging out to make sure the simulation doesn't go off the rails. I don't know. Uh, you're going to break my brain at this hour, Bill. Is the real <laughs> no, issue? It's a great, it's a marvelous answer. You're a marvelous guest. I'm yeah. doing this in like I'm like processing in real time on radio. Like it's just a it's just a bad idea. Like because like I could just like three hours from now I will still be rambling. You guys will have hung up. Your show will be long over, and I'll still be going. But you know, on the other hand, this could. So that's the that's the danger here. I'm here for it. You can you can drop me a a, a WhatsApp voice message if you need to get it out, buddy. <laughs> since I started it. Uh, hey man, thank you as always for uh, for being on. <laughs> Always a pleasure, my friend. Well, <laughs> Howard Beck on the show. The Pearl Hunter uh, is the is the name of um of Mrs. Beck's young um children's children's novel. So so check it out. It, it's going to be excellent. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but Diesel is losing it talking to, talking to Howard on the goodbye phone call. We'll get let's get an update. Let's get a let's get a post. What's up? <laughs> Um, Mr. Howard Beck, who is one of my favorite people, said, uh, do you think B- Bill can tone it down? It's 11 a.m. My brain can't handle this right now. Did you just explain to him, you can't, I can't tone it down? No, I said he would have uh, a better luck trying to get you to tone it down than asking me <laughs> to ask you. That's <laughs> true. That's fair. And he'll have very little luck asking me. Uh, thank you to Howard for being on the show. Let's... I don't know. What's your answer? You think it's simulation? You think an alien? Definitely aliens. Uh, I would go aliens in that scenario. Yeah. Um, this is not extraterrestrial. It is cooked up right here on Earth by Earthlings. It's by or sell, and it's next on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder, Andre 3000's almost best friend with you here on the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate you. Remember, there is uh, the free Odyssey app. You can get all the incredible content from every show on CBS Sports Radio and many other shows and podcasts. It's a great way to get the podcast version of this program. And you can listen to Andrew Bogish and Tom DeCelestino, two best friends doing radio together, along with me, a third wheel that feels lucky to be there. Let's roll in together to buy or sell. 
What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill, let's start it off where we always do in the NFL, and let's talk some head coaching. While we knew for certain that head coach Sean McVay was returning to the Rams for next season, there still was speculation that three-time defensive player of the year Aaron Donald may retire given that he's flirted with it before. However, Bill, Donald confirmed yesterday on Twitter that he would indeed be returning for next season. My question to you, buy or sell Aaron Donald is more important to the Rams than Sean McVay? Sell. Sell. Uh, They're both important, but I've seen... I've seen plenty of teams with massively talented players and poor coaching who don't succeed. Do you want do you want that's do you want to roll are you are you an Aaron Donald over Sean McVay guy, Diesel? No, but I think they're what, two of the most three important players for that organization when you throw in Matthew Stafford? Yeah. Maybe Cooper Cup is higher on that list? I mean doesn't get the credit, right? It's more of a but Les Snead, the GM, is like very, very impactful. Bogus, who are you voting for for Los Angeles Rams? player of the moment. What are my options? Stafford, Donald, McVay, Sneed, backup kicker. Oh, backup kicker coming off Brett Maher. You gotta have two. Johnny Guy, I think is his name. Yeah, you gotta have two because if if your first guy messes up, then who cares what Aaron Donald's doing or Matthew Stafford if you're gonna lose 21-20 on missed PATs? Backup kicker. Um, I mean, these questions are always tough because I don't know how you separate the two because a good head coach can't win with bad players and good players sabotaged by a bad head coach or sabotaged by a bad head coach. Uh, I mean, I'd rather have Donald over all of them. That's that's the So I guess that's my answer. So I think it's a good one. I The reason I went the direction I did is that Urban Meyer turned out to be more important than Trevor Lawrence in the opposite conversation, right? Trevor Lawrence is... Really effective, but man, Urban Meyer was able to just mire that poor young dude in dysfunction. You triple down on that on I that really one? Did. Yeah. I just keep Can I give you guys a theory my buddy Derek gave me yesterday and then really push and I was like, I don't think so. And they really push it and I said, I'm gonna bring it up on the radio, and then he kinda quieted down a little bit, but not really. His theory buy or sell my buddy Derek's theory. That now that fantasy football is over, almost no one cares about the NFL playoffs. Oh, that's not true. It's a sell, right? Yeah. Sell. Yeah, okay. I mean, I thought so. the Giant game had 30 million viewers on Sunday afternoon. That's what I, all right, all right, that's what I said. This is a really smart, funny, good guy, but he does sometimes come up with these theories. Sometimes maybe, what's the expression? A theory in search of evidence? Instead of evidence, giving you a theory? Sounds like my kind of guy. He's not Andre 3000, I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's Brett the Hitman Hart. You don't notice that either. (laughs) All right, you guys brought up Brett Maher earlier. Let's get to it. The Cowboys got themselves an insurance policy of sorts yesterday. America's team, Bill, I know you love that, signed kicker Tristan Viscaino to their practice squad. The thought being that if Brett Maher struggled throughout practice this week, after missing four extra points on Monday, they would elevate Vizcaino to the active roster. Buy or sell Cowboys 49ers on Sunday will be a close enough game where extra points 
and field goal kicking matters. I will buy this with a caveat. Buy. There is no scenario in which the Cowboys can win this game in which that is not true. I do think the Niners can, can shut down Dak Prescott and score enough points that it's it's insignificant. But for the Cowboys, it's a great it is a great point, a great question, Tom. I hadn't thought of it that way. For the Cowboys, Bogus, I think to win, extra points and field goals are going to be crucial. Well, of course. I mean, they I, I don't know what the line is, but I mean they're underdogs here on the road, right. and points are theoretically going to be at a premium because Dallas can play defense too, and I still think the Brock Purdy bad game is coming because I, I, do. Like he just can't be on a continually upward trajectory here. Even just a regular Brock Purdy game has got to happen sometime soon. He's been great so far. So this game might be played in the low 20s. So, yeah, you can't miss out on any points from your kicker. You think there's a, so let me ask you this question, and then I want D-Cell's take. If Brock Purdy – well, how far does Brock Purdy have to go, right? Is it win the Super Bowl? Is it, is it make an NFC Championship game? Is it in order for us to play Bob Seger's like a rock, but then as a group sing Brock over rock in the lyrics? Uh, if he wins the NFC – if they win the NFC, I'll do that. Me too. That was my answer too. Are we doing this he, as a trio or we each individually have to do it? I think like a group. Maybe we record it and then Dougie can produce it for us or we just do it live. Right. I mean, like everything else, we do it together. Got it. Know? Got it. Just making sure I'm on the same page. Uh, how are you not on the same page by now? We we exist on the same page as a natural state of our friendship. <laughs> right. Two best friends meet kind of on the periphery, but there. Stop getting off the page, D-Cell. I'm sorry. I apologize. We are on day 19 of you and I being best friends. Or 190. I don't know. Either or. It's really a toss-up. D-Cell, is the Brock Purdy bad game coming? Uh, not this week, no. I don't. That doesn't mean they necessarily win the game, but for him to individually have a bad game, not this week. Speaking like of having bad Brock. games. The New York Jets. I'm sorry. The Jets are in the market for their ninth offensive coordinator in the last 13 seasons. They reportedly, yeah, they reportedly interviewed former Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett yesterday. Mm. Buyers saw that no matter who the Jets hire as their next OC, their quarterback Zach Wilson cannot be fixed. I mean, I hate to deal in absolutes when it comes to human beings. Right, who obviously have potential. That's why you're here, Tom. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that was so that mean. was a doozy. <laughs> that was so <laughs> me. I was just kidding. It was just there on a tee. How do you walk past a tee if there's a wiffle ball bat in your hand and not swing? I can't do it. I bought my son one for Christmas, and I'm do- all the time. I cannot walk past it without hitting it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I will buy that. That I would. It's highly probable that that young man's been ruined. Buy. I remember. We don't need to belabor this, but guys, I remember when Zach Wilson was the guy, and they want to move on from Sam Darnold. Just thinking to myself, it's you're just going to ruin another quarterback. Like until you fix your own organization's ability to help a quarterback that is young be successful, you're just going to swap in. Sam Darnold was promising. 
Until they got drafted by the wrong team? I mean, come on. It's not a great strategy. Nine OCs in 13 seasons, repeatedly trying to find the next it quarterback. It's really not a great recipe for winning. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. It hasn't paid off for them. It has not. Buy or sell that Hackett being hired is at least partially influenced by the desire for Aaron Rodgers to get in. Buy. Uh, absolutely. Same thing. I mean, it's the same thing that the Denver Broncos did. I mean, they just <laughs> elevated him to head coach. Absolutely. This is remarkable. I mean, this guy got a head coaching job, didn't last a season, not even a season, because maybe he could have brought them Aaron Rodgers. Didn't happen. They're now in bed with a declining Russell Wilson, and the Jets might let him run their offense right now? Come on. Which, by the way, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, is teaming up with Nathaniel Hackett even appealing anymore? If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm telling people we're not a package deal. I think so, too. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, this isn't the Diesel Bogus show. It's not like no. a tied at the hip thing. Right. Stop dropping my name, Nate. I agree. Like, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, there's no way I want my name floated around Nathaniel Hackett anymore. Serious question. Sounds like a shot at Aaron Rodgers. Buy or sell, there's any person ever that Aaron Rodgers thinks was significant to his success. I'm going to buy it. Buy. Because there's got to be somebody pre-NFL that he would mention. His dad, grandpa, a high school coach. Somebody like back in the day. To his family, right? Yeah, not tight with his family. True, but I still think there's a. He's not going to say Mike McCarthy or Hackett, but I think he's got somebody like young Aaron Rodgers felt motivated by. I mean, then that's just garbage, dude. If you're you can't name a single person in the NFL. Oh well, coach football back in seventh grade saw my brilliance. I think he would just point to dropping in the NFL draft. I think that's what he would attribute everything to. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I agree with both. I mean, it's all, yeah, okay. So we agree that Hack is probably not going to be a sure thing lock to, <laughs> to land Aaron Rodgers no matter where he goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would agree. I don't think Aaron Rodgers would like this show. That's just, I'm going to go on a limb and say he wouldn't <laughs> be the big, but I do think he would chuckle at Nathaniel can't hack it. Oh, he'd have to. Even he'd, he'd laugh, laugh at that. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't know the half of it. He doesn't know the hack of it. <laughs> all right, let's get to some college football here. <laughs> Now, Bill, there's been a lot made of Jim Harbaugh and whether he would return to the NFL or not in recent weeks. Harbaugh has since released a statement saying he will be staying at Michigan. As part of that statement, though, Harbaugh said he loved the relationships he's built in Ann Arbor. However, Bill, according to The Athletic, Harbaugh and Michigan Athletic Director Ward Manuel have a distant relationship and they don't directly speak to each other. Buy or sell that Jim Harbaugh, in theory, has a lifetime deal to be the head coach of the Wolverines. I mean, how can you okay. not speak to your AD? This feels like I mean, San Francisco all over again. It's, this is who this guy is, right? So, who who actually has lifetime deals? Saban has a lifetime deal, like in 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 effect. And do we think Dabo has a lifetime deal, at Clemson? I still do. Yeah. Even yes. if it comes off the rails. What about Belichick? What if if, if they're bad for the next three? If they're mediocre for the next three or four years? You can't fire that guy. Yeah. I th- a lifetime deal. I disagree. Really? Yes. 
Belichick, yes. Robert how, Kraft will not let them be bad for too long. How bad does it have to get? Does the bottom have to fall out, or do they have to stay around 500 and miss the playoffs? Um, I, w- I would be shocked if they were not already fed up with where it is right now. Wow. So you think Bobby Cakes could pull, could just could hook Belichick? Absolutely. Wow. Not, I'm not saying he's on the hot seat. I, I agree. But 2024, if 2024 sucks too, yeah. look out. You guys think that Bill Belichick could actually get fired? I think it's two years at the earliest from now, but yeah. Right. And I think that Bobby Cakes, a.k.a. Robert Kraft, would do everything in his power to pres- to basically say to Belichick, like, let's have you transition out. And, and if Belichick, right, like, I think he'd give him an exit that most coaches don't get. Right, because what you're— The semblance of quitting. I think what you're— maybe overlooking here, Diesel is the power structure. Kraft is more powerful than Belichick. Saban, Dabo, they're more powerful than anybody else at their schools, so that's why they're there. Belichick's not more powerful than his owner. Absolutely. I mean, Kraft already won the first argument this offseason. They're going to have a real OC next year. That came from Kraft himself when when him and uh, Belichick sat down right after the season ended. I just can't imagine reading a headline that Bill Belichick had been fired. Well, they'll do it like Bill just said. It'll be, you know, we're mutually parting ways. We'll let him, you know, he'll retire. But if it's after two more bad years, he's probably getting help on his way out. Still shocked by that. Let's get to some hoops here. Hoopier than you. Last night, the Mavericks lost their third straight game. falling (laughs) Falling to the Atlanta Hawks, 130 to 122. Now, during their three-game losing streak, Dallas is allowing 135 points per game and no build. None of those games went to overtime. Post-game last night, head coach Jason Kidd has had enough of his team's lack of defense. We give up 130. The team shot 57%. It's a shoot-around. You know, and in this case, in this league, you do that, no matter if you have Luka or Kareem or LeBron, you're going to lose. It doesn't matter how many points you score. You're always going to be short. Buy or sell, Bill. You can't take the Dallas Mavericks seriously until they show they can play defense. No, I don't. I think giving up 160 points is a good strategy. I mean, I no, yeah, I'll buy that. Buy. Yeah. I mean, I you have Luca scoring 40 every night. I don't take them seriously any anyway. And I'm trying to remember. Was it? Was it last year? Was it two? I should two years ago they made the conference finals. Last year. Last year. Was it last year? Yeah. They remind me of the Portland Trailblazers back when Damian Lillard was a little bit younger, and I guess when C.J. McCollum was there too, where you never thought they were going to make an NBA Finals. I rooted for them because I love, I love that city and I love Dame. But you knew when they got to the Finals, right? They had a, a road that kind of opened up for them. Talk about the Trailblazers, and they got smoked by the Warriors, 4-0 or 4-1. That's what Dallas reminds me of. Like I do think Luka can win series that, that he shouldn't by himself. But no, I, I don't take them seriously already. Because I don't think they have enough help around him. I worry about them defensively, and, and clearly it's been a problem. I do love the, uh, I'm not a big Jay Kidd guy. Like, not my, you know, not my, not necessarily my favorite guy. Don't hate him. I'm just skeptical at best of him as a coach. But I do like that you can't win with Kareem. You can't win with, I mean, it's true. What's the next step for Dallas? Whether it's at the trade deadline this year or in the offseason coming up this summer. Like, what is the well, next step? I can tell you, I don't know if I think it works. It's really interesting. I had a, um, 
I think I may have brought this up on the air. I had a, a scout tell me that they don't think Luke Luca can win a championship the way that he plays because he he slows the game down. Right? They have a really slow pace of play. They don't move the ball. He doesn't really he he facilitates a little bit, but other guys don't get in rhythm, and his usage rate is through the moon. So all of those realities, like how much he like the, he's a black hole for the ball, but it works, makes what Dallas wants to do, I think it's a weird fit, but they want another top-level scorer. Trey Young's available, and they have the assets. They would go for Trey Young, as I understand it. Zach Levine, the Bulls blow up that thing. Dallas would make a move if they could for Zach Levine. So that's what they want to do. They want that kind of a, of a player, but I just, I just don't see how that, for me, I don't see how that works. And there would be no hesitation there knowing that it already didn't work with... Granted, he's not the same level star with, with Christoph Porzingis. Like, the two did not like each other on a personal level. Well, the problem with Porzingis sucks, though. Like, that is... like or Sucks is strong, but like, he's not a star. It didn't work with Jalen Brunson, who's been better than I thought it would be. But I also still just think he's an okay player on a, on a bad team, right? Like, I, stat-wise. I just, like... Like, Trey Young... And by the way, Trey Young was the... If he had gotten traded a few weeks, a month ago... The betting favorite to land him was the Dallas Mavericks. But I just don't understand Trey Young wants the ball in his hands. Like, I guess a really good two would make sense. But I, I if you're asking, I would surround him with three and D guys. Like, I would want just, you know, build, like, a, an elite defense around him. Oh, my gosh, we went late. I mean, never, never before. I could talk about this all day. I would build an elite defense of, of like, three and D guys around him. And really long athletic wings who can shut other teams down. All right, good talk. Who are better friends, you two or me and Andre 3000 in an alternate universe where Andre that day was like, yeah, man, let's connect. Really close call there. I mean, I, unfortunately, I think it's you and Andre. I still don't think, you know, Diesel and I are going <laughs> in the right direction, but we're not where we, sh- where we should be. You and Andre had a, it sounded like a very deep connection. It was. you think we'd be on the same page all the time. He wouldn't be trying to get off the page. Like right. Diesel. This is why you should embrace this man, uh, Tom, because look at Andrew's kindness and saying all the right things and just making you feeling. You ever heard of fill your buckets? You will when Will gets a little older. You fill people's buckets. You don't empty the buckets, Tom. Mm-hmm. You've heard that phrase, Bogus? Yeah, don't dim someone's light. It's all the same yeah. thing. Mm. Bogus, thanks for filling my bucket. Thanks for not going to my light and just like, and just, oh, now it's a little dim. Right back at you. Thanks. You're the best, pal. Um, D-Cell has a theory on the simulation, apparently. And he's going to break it down for us after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from a very enthusiastic Andrew Bogus. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio this NFL postseason. What a great song. Every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free, all on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's... What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Get in the zone, AutoZone. Good question from early on the old Twitter machine from Stan Chester, sports writer, sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Mentioned D-Cell earlier in the show that a table, part of a table fell on me at a nice little dinner last night that I snug off to, and that they discounted a whole bunch of the, the stuff. They just struck it from the record. And uh, Stan asked, Bill, did you increase your tip after receiving a discount on dinner? I did, actually. And I'll even say, because they bring out this was the place that has, like, you know, suggested amounts. My buddy was like, oh, let's do this. This is nice. And I was like, hey, it's a good call, but we got to do it on what should have been the bill. So it's not the poor waiter's fault that the table fell in. Look at you. Nicely yeah, done. Not, not easy. Not easy, necessarily. Being a waiter, working for a living, doing anything for a living. A little appreciation, you know what I'm saying? Were you ever a waiter in high school, in college, in a former life? So I worked at Bishop's Buffet in Dubuque, Iowa. Now I was behind the line. Right? I was like, you, know, you come, but that was not burn my hands all the time. If I told you this during the year, how how they they're they right of passage. I started that job when I was 14 or 15. My parents wanted me to work early, and that was one of the few places that would hire me before I was 16. You get a worker's permit. And I went to the bathroom the first time to, you know, use the restroom. And three guys rushed in, hit the lights off, and with wet towels started whipping the hell out of me. Like my backside. That was like what they did. That's intense. No. I never heard this. So I went home, got a towel, and whipped it for five hours. So I was able to crack the wood in my parents' house. Then the next time I went back to Bishop, it's like I'd be in prison. I went in. I stood like... In the blind spot of the door, these dudes closed to the light, and I, like, drew blood. And they never whipped at me again. I got better at it than they were. Oh, my gosh. So that kind of turned me off to being a waiter. Yeah. To answer your question. Yeah. Wasn't in on food service after that. No, I don't I did blame work you. at the University of Missouri, um, one of the student, uh, what am I trying to say, cafeterias. That was disgusting, but whatever. I had to help pay my way through school, so I did that for a while. Till I was able to talk my way, shocking, into a job as a secret shopper. And that was a lot better. <laughs> that sounds uh, that sounds more your speed. Are you sure you can't get the banana pudding? I can see it back there. I'm not getting it. <laughs> cool. Julie. That's a great I, kn- I know you'll be uh, shocked at this, Bill. I was never a waiter. Mostly because, uh, I don't know if you know this about me. Tell me. Not so much, uh, you know, with the people skills and being a people person. 
talk to me, Goose. Um, <laughs> what were the jobs you were you were leaning into? Uh, I was a uh, I was a clerk at my dad's seafood store throughout high school and college. Um, didn't okay. refine my people skills there. Didn't get any better with uh, you know talking. Um, that was really my main job. I was a camp counselor. Um, much better with kids than I am with adults. Okay. Uh, yeah, those were the two main ones. The, the talking helped me. I worked at Finsel's Corns, best sweet corn you'll ever have in your entire life in Dubuque, Iowa. And they'd roll in this big truck of corn and have to throw it in bags and it would rip the bags. It was hot back there. And one time, the the kid who had to sell the corn showed up, didn't show up. So I got to get up here and sell the corn. Right? All right. And there are all these melons that would never sell. And I'm like, I'm going to sell these melons. And so I was like, hey, welcome. Do you want a melon? And I sold all the melons, and I never went back to the truck. They called me the melon salesman. <laughs> the melon man. The melon man. Dude, I like, I had jobs all the time. Start when I was, you know, learning how to work for a living. Good habit. I'm the melon man. <laughs> what a weird life. But a good one. Uh, thank you to Howard Beck for being on. Being a good sport. Thank you to Andrew Bogish and his best friend, Tom DeCelestino. I'm Bill Ryder. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.